0: I'm Kylie Camps, owner of The Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mum of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Welcome to episode number 50. Today's podcast was a last minute decision by Mel and I, but one that we felt compelled to record because we know that this can be a big concern for a lot of women and men through the festive season. And so today's podcast is all about five fast tips for staying on track throughout the festive season. And when I say on track, I mean on track with your health and fitness goals. It can be a time of year where people struggle or they become anxious surrounding lots of festive occasions. So I wanted to rope in Mel to speak about this topic. For those who don't know, Mel works with me and she is an accredited and practicing dietitian and she's agreed to share some of her top tips for navigating the silly season when it comes to staying on track because this is what she does with her own clients as well. So Mel, Thank you so much for allowing me to steal your brain power for this episode. No worries. I'm happy to help out where I can. Awesome. So in your experience, do you find that clients you work with do sometimes become a little bit worried or apprehensive surrounding the festive season? Absolutely. I think it's a topic of conversation that definitely comes up all the time, especially probably towards you know, I'd say mid to late November, I start to get the, I start to get the little bit of, I guess, jitters when it comes to, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to navigate this period of time? And sometimes it can mean people can be really motivated um, and actually, you know, want to come in and get a bit of a plan. And other times it can actually send people in the opposite direction and kind of steer them away from wanting to, Wanting to make contact and say, you know what, I'm just going to bother about it, Um, you know, in the new year, because it just seems too hard at the moment. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the all or nothing mentality that a lot of us can kind of default to. It's like, all right, I'm either going to be completely in or completely out. And it definitely is the time of year where people are like, okay, you know what? fuck it I'm just gonna go completely out and start fresh in the new year or like you said okay now I've got some time you know where I can really focus on myself if people have time off they might think okay this is the perfect time to begin a new fitness regime or a new way of eating so I would love to hear some of your tips yeah and I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head with that is those are exactly the words that come out of people's mouths, you know, they, they often sometimes do want that guidance as well, because it's like, okay, I've got a little bit of direction through this period. And you and I were discussing this the other day and we thought, okay, what, what are some top five tips that we could actually share with everyone that could be quick and easy that actually can probably at at points release some of the pressure that people are feeling during this time. Awesome. So, So what I was thinking is, um, number one, something that I find really just kind of releases the pressure off people's shoulders. And, and I often see just like almost a deep sigh of relief when I make this comment and it's to number one is to aim to maintain weight rather than to lose. Um, so what can happen is when I say that to people, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Is it actually okay that I focus on maintaining weight? Um, and it's something that I always say, yes, because what we want to think about is where would that, have pers- where would that person have been if we had have thought 12 months earlier? You know, they might have thought, oh, it's Christmas, New Year's. I'll worry about it in the new year because it's just too hard. February rolls around and they might be, you know, five kilos heavier. And so maintaining weight is actually still a step ahead than what they were if they were to see themselves 12 months before. Yeah, got it. So I think what we what we often say is that this might actually be an opportunity to still, you know, point yourself in the right direction. So, you know, in the end, you're still starting at a point where you can still make progress and you're allowing yourself a little bit of flexibility over that period. So what can often happen is if you've got a goal to lose weight and that's not actually happening, that can bring about other feelings of guilt and oh, it's not working and all those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I just try to aim to get clients to release some of that pressure off themselves and allow them the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm still going to enjoy myself, but I'm going to aim to just maintain my weight rather than lose it. Yeah, it definitely takes the pressure off because at this time of year, obviously there are more celebrations and there's more occasions and you don't want to be worrying about trying to lose weight like neither you or myself are in the position where we are actively trying to lose weight but I know a lot of women out there who do struggle to lose it's a lot of pressure if they want to keep up that momentum so I think that it's nice to be able to say okay focus on maintenance rather than progressing forward in that way. Yeah, exactly. And I guess this probably relates to people who've been on that journey already. They're kind of, you know, they're coming into the tail end of the year. They've been doing really, really well. And this is the first Christmas that they've actually had to experience where they've been specifically on that journey. Um, and, And this can be a really great, a really great point. But something I just thought of when it comes to why i often say to clients to maintain their weight is that when it comes to your weight on the scales there are so many factors that can be influencing that number and so it might not actually actually be true fat gain that people are seeing so we know that uh the weight on the scales can be influenced by hydration menstrual cycle toilet habits Um, but the three that can obviously influence mostly at this time of year are salt, alcohol and carbohydrate. So that's because like more foods that we eat at this time of year are carbohydrate heavy. And what we often don't realize is that each gram of carbohydrate stored actually has three to four grams of water, um, retained with it. Mm.
1: That is so
0: important for women in particular to understand because if you are in the habit of weighing yourself regularly and you're continually seeing those, you know, those peaks and those troughs of going, oh, you know, how can I have gained three kilos in a day? It's understanding you've not gained three kilograms of fat your body's just holding on to something that you, you know, it it could be like like you mentioned hormonal or it could be just the fact that you've been eating a little more carb heavy, so then you're holding on to water. Exactly, exactly. And and often this time of year will come with saltier meals too Um, and obviously a bit of alcohol. So I often say what you want to really be doing is focusing on drinking plenty of water, moving your body and just resuming you know, resuming your normal routine as soon as you can. So that that can literally be the next meal that you consume. Like it doesn't have to be the next day. It can be, you know, if you're out for a breakfast um, that's Christmas or festive related and it's not something that you would normally do, literally the next time you eat, that's when you jump back on your normal routine. I love that because I think it's so tempting for people to write off a whole day or write off even a whole week or a whole (laughs) chunk of weeks as a holiday. But understanding, okay, you know what? You can indulge. You might have a, a breakfast that's a little fattier or a little more laden with sugar than you normally would, but that doesn't mean that you then need to go and have a donut straight after and then have takeaway for lunch. You can get back on track at the next meal. I love that. Exactly, exactly. And that kind of like leads me into the next tip, which is keep it in context. So that, that's kind of a bit broad. But what I mean by this is a common, a common theme I often see around this time of year is exactly what you mentioned at the beginning is people can be all or nothing. So mm. we really want to be trying to find that balance and sometimes it can feel really overwhelming when we've got Christmas parties and we've got family or friend catch-ups or we know we've got a holiday plan that we've been desperately looking forward to all year. And that can really put a little bit of like worry around, well, oh my gosh, how am I going to actually handle this period of time? And so what I often say under this in terms of keeping it in context is number one, focus on changing your lifestyle. So Christmas, New Year's, Easter, whatever it might be, they roll around every year. And what we want to do is if we focus on changing our lifestyle rather than com- being completely all in or completely all out, we'll actually find it's really just a continuation of what we always do. Yes. So Yeah. So there might be some things that are a little bit different, but generally speaking, you'll find, as I said, you jump on the next meal is your normal meal. You just kind of continue the pattern that you always do yeah I think that's really important to understand and it's then I guess it changes the mindset from being one of that all or nothing or that restriction or that binge kind of mindset because that's just how you you live and like you said these occasions roll around and you know you want to be able to celebrate them and enjoy them you want to be able to have a piece of birthday cake at special occasions and you want to be able to enjoy rumbles and things like that at Christmas time yeah, that's exactly right. And then I guess the second point in that, and we spoke about this yesterday, I think it was, and you were quite surprised with this, is that when we think about in a month, we eat three meals a day for 30 to 31 days a, you know, of the month, which works out to be 93 meals. So even if we had a party every single weekend and there were circumstances that we couldn't exactly control it still actually means that 89 meals can align with our goals.
1: So Love sometimes
0: it, <laughs> so sometimes it's actually reminding ourselves that it's not so much about going off track, but actually how quickly we can get back on that matters. So as we spoke about before, you know, it, it's just reminding yourself that just because you've had something that's out of the ordinary doesn't mean that the whole day or the whole week or the whole month is a complete write-off. So important. And as Mel said, she mentioned that to me yesterday while I was hanging some washing up on my broken clothes there. (laughs) We were having this conversation and Mel mentioned that the way of thinking surrounding this is the amount of meals that you have in a month. If you were to, like she just said, and I was like, fuck, that's such a good thing to share with people that perspective. And I'm sure a lot of people have seen there's that, you know, meme or not really a meme, but I've got kind of a quote thing that goes around saying like one one poor meal choice is not going to, you know, make you gain weight or make you fat or whatever in the same way that one salad isn't going to make you super healthy. It's about yeah. what, what are you consistently choosing? And mm-hmm. I just thought when Mel said that, I was like, wow, that's such a great way to look at the opportunities that you have to serve your body and fuel it in an appropriate way, but also still have more balance in life. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that's what it's all about. It's all about finding that balance. And don't get me wrong, it takes time to get to that point. But if you can start thinking about this and changing the thought processes and the story that you're telling yourself and what you're feeling, you might actually find that these times of year don't become so overwhelming and you don't get anxious around those times and you actually can relax and really enjoy the, enjoy the time. And that's just it because... I know for myself you know years ago when I was really hung up on exactly what I was eating I would find myself in that mindset of being all or nothing so it just really does take the pressure off and it gives you a bit of perspective to go you know what it's just one day or it's just a weekend and or it's just one meal It, you know I don't know I love I just love the way you framed that I think it's really helpful now. Yeah great and that and that kind of you know that used in in relation to what I'm my next tip is you know planning your meals so this is a third tip and basically at this time of year often we can be faced with multiple buffets three course meals cocktail parties you name it we've got it and I always endless servings that's exactly right and I always try (laughs) for breakfast (laughs) and and you know it's the leftovers and the repeating of everything that you've had and sometimes we can get so caught up in going, oh my gosh, you know, like it's such a time of celebration and spending time with those you love that often we do want to we do want to provide the whole thing because we want to share that love with people through what we're providing them and so it's not just a normal Friday night barbecue, you know, we want to have though that grazing board and we want to have that dessert afterwards and so sometimes that can be really overwhelming, going, oh, what do I do? What do I choose? So I just wrote down a few. Um, little like I guess tips on different places that you can go so if you have a buffet the way you can plan your meal is you know go up to the buffet without your plate uh, peruse the selection of foods then go back to your seat and have a moment to think about what you would really like to taste and what you really feel like in that moment and then once that's decided then go up and choose your food so that's a great way Adding a bit of space. I was just going to say, adding a bit of space to your impulse. Exactly, exactly. Because often, if we're hungry and we've got the plate, you know, and everything looks great, we really just want to put everything on. Yes. Um, So the second one is if you're at a restaurant. Often, I do this to my for myself, and people often laugh at me, but. Peruse a menu prior to going to the restaurant and make your choice. Therefore, oh, when I you do that ask, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, maybe it's just because I love food and I want to see what's, what's there. But I also do it to consciously try and make a decision that I know will be something I want to have, but something that I know is still good for me. Um, yeah, without making a decision on the fly. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that a lot of people actually do that now because – pretty much anywhere that you can eat will have their menu available online to have a quick look at and I do that often just to see what their food selection is like because there's nothing worse than arriving somewhere sitting down and going oh their meals are either super expensive or they just don't appeal to me so I'll always have a quick little look and then yeah it allows me mentally to go oh well I probably will order this um, if that's what I'm feeling like so that's that's another great tip. Yeah and that You know, that can flow on to, um, you know, if it's a situation of like a cocktail party, often you don't know what will be provided in those circumstances but a little quick tip is that you can often choose foods that uh, contain protein and fiber so um, so for example if there's any options with any protein-based foods like meats or cheese or whatever and any vegetables or salad options because these will often keep you feeling full and more satiated in comparison to um, say all your deep fried um, you know spring rolls and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And so also I guess when you do look at a menu online before you go somewhere mm-hmm. it does it's just similar to the buffet trick that you mentioned or the buffet tip. It gives you some space between your impulses to go, "Oh, you know, my impulse might be to order the deep-fried food, which is fine if that's what you feel like, but understanding and I guess that that space allows you a chance to reflect upon it before you get there and order it because you might think Oh, I really want that. And then you give yourself some space and you go, Oh, do I though? Because after I had that last time, I felt like I needed to go to sleep straight away, or my skin broke out the next day, or I had a really upset stomach. So it's just, again, creating more space for you to breathe and reflect on your impulse. Absolutely. And that's a really important thing is sometimes we eat things and then after, because we think we want it, and then afterwards we're like, you know what? Actually, I didn't really. Enjoy that, and I would have much preferred to have, you know, a salad or whatever. And sometimes we can get a little bit, um, like nervous or think, Oh, you know, I don't want to be that person that's eating that salad, but often some of those can be some of the best choices. And I've often ordered a salad, and people have been like, Oh, you ordered a salad, I said, Yeah, it looked great. And then when I got it, they've actually had like FOMO from my salad oh, salad envy you know, <laughs> going, that actually looks way better than what I ordered. Which on another note, if you find somewhere that does an amazing salad, that's where i become like a repeat offender because I feel like salads are something that you can really nail at home because you can put so much good stuff in it. So when you find somewhere out that does like a really amazing, really full salad, <laughs> I can't believe that we're having this conversation, but that's when I become like a full fan of that restaurant because if you're going to pay for a salad, you want it to be a proper meal. Exactly. You None of this side salad all business. the bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All the bells and whistles, not just a lettuce, tomato, <laughs> cucumber kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought um, the last kind of point, I guess, on planning your meal is that if all else fails, just implement plate portion control. So that pretty much just means that you – Aim to have choose a meal or fill your plate with half a plate of vegetables or salad, um, fill a quarter with protein and fill the last quarter with carbohydrate. And I often say, if all else fails, just fall back to that and you'll still be doing really, really well with your portion control. Yeah, that's a great simple one to keep in mind. And I listened to a podcast recently and I can't remember what one it was, but I think it could have been a Tim Ferriss one and the gentleman, gentleman he was interviewing said that he knows he's not great with portion control. So when he eats out before he even gets his meal, when he's ordering it, he asks them to automatically take half of it and package that up for him to take home. So he only gets mm. served half of a restaurant, restaurant-sized portion because it, they are often quite large yeah. So it's just understanding that if you don't have that control to only eat what you need to be sadi- to be satisfied and feel full, you can say, Hey, can you pop the other half in a doggy bag and I'll take that with me? Yeah, that's exactly right. Whatever you think feel will definitely help you. And sometimes by, you know, saying, you know, hold the chips or whatever, um, Sometimes by just doing it when you order it it can just reduce that temptation for when it's on your plate and right in front of you. Um, Yeah, it's just adding, I guess, another system
1: for those who might
0: need it. Exactly, exactly. And so moving on from planning your meal, my fourth tip is just to watch your beverages. So I don't specifically just mean alcohol in this circumstance. I just mean watching your beverages in general because often, you know, when we aren't physically eating something sometimes we don't even register the drinks that we're consuming and Mm. so beverages can be an easy way of adding empty calories without you realizing actually how much is in it so it's not so much cutting them out it's just about bringing awareness to what you're consuming and how much because if we don't know how can we expect to change something if we're not aware of how much we're having Yeah, I love that and beverages are one that are just so easy, like it's just so easy to quickly down a glass of wine or to add another cocktail or whatever it is, not understanding that that cocktail could be 500 calories alone and so if you're having two or three of those a night, that could be like half of your day's intake just in drinks in one sitting alone. Exactly. And that's, that's the biggest thing is that, you know, it it might be that you actually prolong, you know, what time you start having a drink. It might be that you aim to have a glass of water in between each one. It could be that you decide to choose a lower calorie option like a vodka lime and soda. You know, there's so many different ways that you could potentially monitor and be aware of your beverage intake, or it could even be as simple as taking only what you would like to consume. Um, and then just committing to yourself that if someone asks you, would you like something, you just say no because you've already brought what you want to consume and what you've made the conscious decision to consume at that point. Yeah, I think that's really important. And also just knowing yourself because, Mel, you can attest to this. I drink drinks so fast, no matter what the drink is. I smash it and I don't, you know do. that. I, I'm super, but I'm super slow. And I think oh You're gosh, my face cold slow. and you've already,
1: <laughs> you've already, and already had seven
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know whether that, I, I don't know whether that stems from like, it might just be my personality or whether it's because when I was a flight attendant, I felt like I had to consume things quickly. Cause you didn't get proper breaks. You would just eat and eat and drink on the fly or whether it's just the fact of having twins. And just getting in that habit of drinking things quickly. And Mm. so I know for myself, because that's how I am, if I am drinking alcohol and it's something that's super sweet and it's super easy to go down, I drink it way too quick. And I'm also someone that is, I'm impacted by alcohol quickly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I have two drinks quickly, then I feel a bit drunk. So, for me, when I go out, and I don't like that feeling. So, for me, sometimes I do. When I go out, rather than choosing a drink that I know I will smash quickly, I'll choose something that I will have to sip on because it's not as tasty going down. This might not be a tip for everyone, but for me, if I was to choose a moscato to drink when I'm out because that's so sweet and tastes like soft drink, I will just drink it really quickly. Whereas, yeah. have a dry rosé I still enjoy it but I enjoy it in little sips yes yeah and that's a great tip because as you said if you are in tune with yourself then you can be really mindful of what you know might work for you and it could be a different tip for everyone um, depending on the circumstances and depending on what their choice of beverage is you know for the people that don't drink alcohol it could be you know, are they prone to drinking quite, you know, sweetened um, soft drink? Okay, could be changing to, you know, a soda water with something in it to kind of reduce the amount of sugar but still give a little bit of sweetness. Yeah, or for people who are looking to to be mindful of how much they're consuming, particularly at this time of year, if you feel like you're eating, you know, more calorie-dense meals and you're indulging a little more, it could be as simple as, you know, a simple thing that you might like to consider doing rather than having that mocha as your coffee drink or whether or even a full cream flat white, you might switch to a long black with a dash of full cream milk. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that, you know, I attest can be can be changed that first people might think, oh, I don't I don't know about that. But my partner, he actually always when we first met would order, a caramel cappuccino and beverages was something that I said, Oh, you do have to be mindful of those. You know, they do still count. And because he was out and about with work, he might have a couple of day. And I one day ordered him exactly that order, a long black, um, an iced <laughs> long black with a dash of milk. And at first he was like, what is this? But now he will often order that instead of a caramel cappuccino and he thoroughly enjoys it and he's aware. Well, that's it. It's just understanding that a large caramel cappuccino, I don't know the exact calories in it, but I'm just going to guess a ballpark figure, Uh, you know, a large caramel cappuccino on full cream milk would be at least 300 calories. You know, if it's got cream and caramel sauce and full cream milk and all of that, and it's a large Starbucks style one. And like you said, if your partner's having a couple of those a day, it could add up to nearly another day's intake or at least half a day's intake for a man. So it's just being aware of, okay, I still like the habit of ordering a drink when I'm out or having a coffee with my friends at work. So what can I do to just be mindful? And yeah, it can just be as simple as changing your coffee order. Exactly. And that's the thing. It might only be once. You know, if you had a couple a day, it could be one that you enjoy as your normal standard drink and then maybe the other two you go okay this one's going to be a lower calorie version so you can still enjoy what you like but you're still making a conscious decision that aligns more with what you'd like to achieve and perhaps this would be a conversation we could have in another podcast as well talking about you know a couple of tips for people who are wanting to improve their health Because often it can seem super overwhelming and you might feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to make this huge life overhaul where really it can be so much more simple and you can do it with so much more grace by just making a few little changes. Absolutely. And as you say, if you could probably do a whole another podcast just on that topic. So I I definitely think a lot of people would get, get good benefit from that. Awesome. We can do that. So what was your next one? So my fifth and final tip is taking a little bit away from the food side and more focusing on exercise. So this time is just find fun ways to be active either by yourself or with your family. So this is a great thing because often a lot of people, and I have this conversation with a lot of clients, is that this is a time where they might be um, you know, kids are on school holidays and they themselves might be having a couple of weeks off. Um, and so it's a great opportunity to find fun ways to be active rather than slamming yourself in the gym or, you know, just what are, what are different ideas of that that you could include in your day that can really get you up, moving out of the house and, number one, enjoying each other's company, but number two, utilising that additional energy that you might be having Um, with the extra food that you might be consuming during this time. Yeah, awesome. So things like, I guess we spoke about this as well, like going down to your local park, kicking the football around or going for a family hike. Yeah, that's it. And it could be, you know, some even some um, like jumping in the pool. I remember how much energy I used to use just by, playing in the pool and you know whether it be Marco Polo or if you've got you know one of those um, like volleyball nets in your pool or um, it could even be dancing it could be you know, tiggy lots of different things and I think sometimes we get caught up in you know exercise needs to be gym. Um, and there's so many different ways that you could be active as a family or even by yourself that could bring joy to the time as well. I mean, I I I mean, I like the gym and so do you. We like to exercise in the gym, but I definitely still enjoy like a few weeks ago, my partner and my stepchildren went down to the park and we kicked the ball, um, ran around, played with the soccer ball, I think for about like two hours. And I thought, what a great way of utilizing, energy, getting your steps up and having fun all together. Yeah, I love that. And kids love it when their parents play with them. Playing with your kids is just one of, I think it's one of life's biggest joys when you can just really be in the moment and have fun, whether it is running around on the beach, running around at a park, like you said, just dancing around the house. I mean, this month in particular, the boys and I have had Christmas carols nonstop playing. And one of them just dances the whole time that they're on and it's so infectious and you do just want to move your body and like you said you and I both enjoy the gym but moving your body in different ways is great definitely and the thing is is that we know that we can't exercise away um you know additional energy say we often use i often use the phrase you know we can't exercise away poor nutrition but at the same time With that additional energy in your body, why not take advantage of that and actually utilize it? Because your muscles will be loving it. Um, And you could actually, you know, if you do enjoy the gym, you might actually be able to do a few harder exercises with that additional energy. Or if you um, feel a bit sluggish, you know, you might find, oh, I can go swim some laps. It's so hot um, at the moment, especially up in Queensland where we are and New South Wales for you. But it's just... It's such a great way of, at this time of year, really setting the habit. And it could be something that you could go, okay, I've got a couple of weeks off. I can be active. Why don't I really try and work out how I can create this habit that I can continue on once I do go back to work or once the kids do go back to school? And it could just set the stone for something that you really want or the intention of what you want to achieve moving forward. Yeah, I love that and i was just going to add to that in saying that looking after yourself it really is a cycle so when you're when you're feeling sluggish and maybe you've overeaten it can be hard to get up and do that movement that activity but if you act you act your way into into doing like if you just get up and take the action and do it it yeah. can change your thinking and it will make it easier to reset yourself for the next meal So rather than just being, um, you know, sedentary and just sitting there, getting up and being involved in games with the kids, it will help you to make a better choice at the next meal as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think overall, you know, when it comes to this time of year, often we can feel bombarded that so many things are out of our control. But, you know, I hope that or we hope that with these five tips, they can be, really great stepping stones to not only this point in, in time, but I guess moving forward. I mean, these are tips that we can utilize all year round. It's just yeah, at this time of year, they're, they're more applicable. Yeah. They're more prevalent. Um, the other thing that I was just going to add is also too, if you do find yourself at lots of family events and occasions and things like that, You know, if you're going to someone's house and you are feeling a little bit nervous about what's going to be on offer, it's the perfect time of year to offer to bring a dish as well and then that way you know, okay, I know exactly what's in that dish. I know that I I still feel good if I eat that. So you can still include some of that as well, like whether it's you're going to take yourself um, a vegetable bake that, you know, everyone will enjoy but you know Mm -hmm. yourself it doesn't upset your stomach and you can enjoy that too. Or if you're taking a platter or a grazing board, making sure that there are options on there that you enjoy and make you feel good as well, mixed with the treats and the special occasion foods. Yep, and that just brought up something for me that triggered my memory. Is that I I said this I had this conversation with someone um, only a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, you've got this holiday planned. You really really want to go. It's a great opportunity. to to have some time with your friends and I said it takes one person to just say oh you know I I'd really like to have this or I'd like to bring this or let's do that for everyone else to feel comfortable sometimes to say oh oh I'd really love that because sometimes we're all in the same position where we're actually scared oh like I don't want to I don't want to um I've got to serve, you know, the potato chips and and the stuff, even though they don't align with what I'm really trying to achieve. Yet, if you serve vegetable sticks and hummus and some mixed nuts and some fruit, I have no doubt that people will still consume them. They align with what you want to achieve. And I can guarantee that most other people coming will feel like a sigh of relief going, oh, this is great. You know, I was so worried about what was available wow, this is awesome. So my client actually said that she opened up to some friends and they were like, oh, that's awesome. This is great. Let's all do that. Let's all go for a walk. And what was almost a bit of a fear turned into being something really amazing, something really positive. And that's true. And really, ultimately, these times of year and special, this time of year and special occasions are about spending time with loved ones. So it's not, While you, yes, want to enjoy yourself and indulge and all of that stuff, it's also about connection and spending time with people you love and care about. So like you said, if you are serving up healthier options, it will still get eaten and you're still sharing a meal and you're still all there in the one location, which is what it's all about. Exactly. And also, just keep in mind as well, the one thing that I often say is everything in life is about pain versus pleasure and there will be times in life where the pain of something is not worth the pleasure of it so the pain of eating something that makes you feel upset is not worth the pleasure of eating it but Mm -hmm. there are also times in life where the pleasure of eating something is totally worth the pain of it (laughs) absolutely (laughs) there are times when the pleasure of eating you know too much cheese is totally worth that discomfort that you might experience afterwards. Or the pleasure of having that second helping of cake might be worth the pain of feeling a little com- uncomfortable afterwards because it's the sort of cake that you only have once a year and you mm-hmm. so look forward to it. So don't hold yourself to any standards of being completely perfect or anything like that. Enjoy what's available, but take these tips on board where you feel that you personally need them. And both Mel and I really, really hope that this has been a useful conversation for those listening. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. And for those who are listening, both Mel and I would super appreciate it if you take a screenshot of this episode, pop it up on your own Instagram stories, tag me at Kylie Camps, and you can also tag Mel. What's your tag again, Mel? At MSB, your diet revolution, all one word perfect we can pop that in the show notes as well we hope everyone has an amazing festive season with their loved ones perfect thank you so much normally being a little extra can be a bit much